0: Welcome to the Easy Yoga Podcast with myself, Geminis, Easy Yoga founder, author, yoga coach, and relationship coach. It is my pleasure to have you here and for you to feel energized, calm, happy and for you to have the perfect relationship with yourself, your partner and your family without seeing a family therapist, changing your personality or leaving your job. You will learn techniques and things to help you guide you through a better life through health, meditation, yoga, journaling, nutrition and all things yoga for you to have the life you deserve and crave, and for you to love yourself on a soul level. Thank you so, so much for being here today, and I am so grateful and so full of love to have you here. Enjoy this next episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a very special episode. This episode is 100, woo! <laughs> Of the Easy Yoga podcast, and I am here with a very special person called danny gordon she is a double board certified medical doctor author world leading expert in integrative and cannabinoid I can never say that word doesn't matter cannabis <laughs> but it's the legal kind uh, she has 14 years expertise treating thousands of patients with stress related illnesses burnout women's health issues she also focuses on energetics and well-being so welcome thank you so much for being here and on the 100th episode yay thank you congratulations I'm very honoured to be your 100th guest. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah how did you kind of get into what you're doing now like what's your story or did you suffer with burnout and um issues if you can call them issues yeah yeah i mean absolutely you know
1: so when i went into medical school i was quite young and i had this great vision for for really helping people with their well-being. And I thought that that was what I was going to learn in medical school because I was already interested in yoga myself. I was already going to yoga classes. I was just sort of diving into the mind aspect of yoga, but I was more about really the physical aspect of yoga at that time and I was really into nutrition and natural medicine. And then of course you go to medical school and you realize that what you learn is actually more about drugs in this downstream disease management, which of course is useful, but the, the types of patients I was really interested in helping, it wasn't really so, so helpful. Um, and one of the reasons I was interested in this myself is I'm a high, strung perfectionist person. Um, and I had, um, I had a chronic bladder issue from when I was young that I was born with. So I was on antibiotics every day till I was 13. So this impacted my immune system. So, and then I had, when I was a teenager into my early twenties, I had chronic sinusitis and I was just a really high stress person, which, which of course is how people get into yoga. And then I got into meditation and, um, Then in medical school, I went through, I was, I would call it a mini burnout, but it was actually after I experienced uh, harassment, sexual harassment at work as a junior doctor. Um, It, luckily I was able to recover and I had lots of support and that, but that was a big turning point in my, I would say my mind, body medicine journey. And all of those things brought me to specializing in what's called integrated medicine. So yes, I'm a real medical doctor. I'm (laughs) conventionally trained medical doctor. Um, And I do, you know, give people medications, but i went into this new specialty of medicine that also looks at um other ways of of well-being uh, incorporating well-being in a really scientific way so things like yoga breath work um different types of meditation simple things though not something really complicated um and also things like plant medicines and cannabis and then in canada course, it was legal for me to prescribe it there for many years, um, I started using it as a medication. And it was one of the most helpful medications that I've ever used. And then I started combining it with cannabis and med- meditation, cannabis and yoga um, with my patients. And I, I, I do that now in the UK. So um, so that's, and all these things I use myself, all of the tools that I use in my practice, I have used myself, um, <laughs> some on and off, some continuously, um, yeah, so that's kind of my, my backstory, I guess.
0: That's amazing. And actually, because what well, people that have been listening to the podcast for a while, uh, know that I have a, um, pelvis issue. I've got severe hip dysplasia and I was born with it. And I'm trying to go down the route of holistic healing. It's kind of working. I'm a vegan now. And I went actually last week, I thought, okay, let's try and bring meat in. And I've had been vegan for five months. And I had chicken. And then the day after, I had, uh, I think the kids wanted like spaghetti bolognese, but it was all homemade. But two days later, there was a massive inflammatory response in my powers. So I was like, oh my God, that's incredible. And I think more and more people need to really feel or not just go down the route of, now you're probably going to shout at me, <laughs> of doctors and say, right, okay, yep, yeah, the only way to do this is to have a uh, hip replacement and go on loads of drugs. But I think now, especially you as well, are trying to find a, a middle ground with, yes, you exactly. should, but also you need this as well and trying to fit them both together because they, they do go well together.
1: Yes, they absolutely do. And, yeah, and with hip dysplasia, you know, I've, I've had patients in my practice over the years with this, and it depends obviously what stage it's at. Yeah. Um, sometimes surgery is needed, but sometimes if you can slow down that inflammatory process, then you might not not need surgery for another twenty or thirty years. Um, and we know that inflammation in the joints, in remodeling through inflammation in the joints, it's a real thing, even if you don't have autoimmune arthritis. We used to think that if you had auto, if you didn't have autoimmune arthritis, that inflammation wasn't a big deal. but it's it's just not the case. Um, and to your point, you know, I think, being a citizen science, I really encourage my patients um, and where I'm working on an app, a free platform now, so they can go in and put in things that they're trying and then rate how it's working for them. So they, and then they get the data back to them because some people do well in different diets, um, different mind-body practices to help manage pain. There's all these different things, but it's putting that information back into patients' hands so they can say, oh, I want to be my own scientist. I want to see if this works yeah. for me. Let's check it out. and just see, because that's really empowering, and doctors are not doing that with patients.
0: Yes, definitely, yeah, yeah, and I think as well with with you as a, a doctor, you probably found that you were very stressed out and anxious, or or just like busy days, working mom, and you then probably feel anxious. So by by you doing your like your work, then you then understand more how other people do like commuters or yeah professional jobs whatever everybody has stress in their lives and this stress can come out in lots of different ways like you could have a pain shoulder or shoulder in your uh, pain in your shoulder and you you then go to i don't know like a chiropractor or physiotherapist but also that might be something else that your body's trying to tell you you're stressed in other areas so try and look at other areas
1: Absolutely. I mean, stress comes out in all kinds of ways. And, you know, un- unfortunately I'm not a perfectly unstressed person. I'm constantly working on things. Um, and and it, it's a journey, you know, I think um, people, in, I think sometimes people who are not in the wellness professional sphere think that wellness professionals were all these perfectly balanced people. And, um, you know, Instagram might, might try to tell us that, that that's true, but I, I just don't believe it. Cause I'm not like that. It's, yeah. it's a journey all the time, but it's, the nice thing i mean my message to to patients is it's all about resilience so um we have to experience setbacks and stresses in order to build resilience so it's actually a great thing if we can frame reframe stresses i'm feeling really stressed right now but you know what that's okay because this is an opportunity to to take the reins again and you know i'm going to try this and i'm going to get back on whatever the you know, get back on the meditation train or, you know, start changing my diet again, it's never too late. You're never too, um. your resilience is never too low to, to make these these shifts. Um, And it's not about being perfect. I think a lot of people beat themselves up if they have a bad day, especially, you know, as a type A perfectionist, this is something I've really had to work on myself is um, I do a lot of mindfulness meditation, just simple mindfulness meditations and just letting things go. Um, because it's it, it's really important to to understand that everyone's on their own journey
0: yeah they are definitely and especially with meditation how can you get rid of or deal with the anxiety or panic to build that into your practice like what are the connections between the anxiety and yeah your stress hormones
1: yeah, so so meditation, of course, we know from the research um, is very effective for managing stress. But um, in my in my practice, in my medical clinic here in the UK, for example, a lot of my patients have tried try meditation, um, but their anxiety is too high. They can't tolerate meditation. They have what's called paradoxical anxiety or they get meditation induced anxiety. Um, and that's actually quite common with my patients. And what we can do is give them tools in order to make the meditation a bit um, more comfortable with their learning. And then once you get over the learning hump, a lot of that discomfort just fades away with with practice as you you know. Um, So for example, one of the things is using high CBD, um, non-intoxicating medical cannabis. So I have people take their medical cannabis and then sit down to do just a, a three minute practice Sometimes you even start with a one minute practice and then once they can tolerate that, then we move to a three minute practice and a five minute practice. Um, And the reason it's so powerful is because yeah, you're, when when you calm the nervous system, you change the output of the stress hormones on a brain level. And that impacts the cortisol, which is the stress hormone that gets pumped out um, from the adrenal glands that sit on top of your kidneys. But it also changes how our brains talk to our ovaries, how our brains talk to our thyroid. So it affects things like our energy levels, our cycles, our women's cycles for women um, and and people who menstruate. Um, So it's really a powerful tool. But sometimes people need another tool to be able to sit and do that every day because um, they are not able in the beginning to be able to tolerate it.
0: Yes. Yeah. And I think as well, because you are so in your mind, like you can't sit down and I've got this to do, I've got that to do. And you're just sitting thinking, I can't do this because I haven't got, or time. this is
1: a waste of time.
0: My, my monkey <laughs>
1: mind goes, every time I sit down to meditate, it's still, you know, I've been meditating for years and I go off of it. There's, I'm a busy, look. I'm a busy mom with a toddler. I work full time. There's, there's days and weeks where I just don't do my practice. But then it's, I start to notice that I'm not feeling its balance. But then, you know, when you sit down to do it again, there's always that discomfort, isn't it? There's this, my mind always goes, oh, this isn't, you're not being efficient. You're not being, you could be doing something more important or, oh, this is a really good time to think about all those little things that you have to do that you haven't got around to and there's the monkey mind just you know i i so grapple with my monkey mind um and that's fine that's okay every time you do that this is what i always teach my patients your brain is actually learning to meditate better because every time you notice your attention has has you know switched to something else rather than your breathing or whatever your meditation is focused on
0: um you've won actually that is so true and also both of us are really busy parents how would you kind of deal with the mum guilt because yeah we both feel that <laughs> and also the yoga yeah. as well because yeah you just need that yeah
1: yeah I mean you know sometimes it's about doing what you can um you know sometimes what I find because I, I I meditate more on the days I have childcare. so for me um after river goes off in the morning um to our childminder, I try to get five minutes in At least, And then on lunch, uh, lunchtime for me has become a really favorite time. And sometimes it's just five or 10 minutes. Um, Sometimes I combine things like I'll go for a walk in nature, and I'll try to do kind of a meditation while I'm walking and do the mindful walking. Um, That's one of my favorite ones, because I have to walk the dogs, it gets me out in nature, it gets me active during the day, and I can add a mindfulness element to that it's not the same as sitting meditation but um there's an element again back to being a perfectionist of you know what that was good enough today i did something good for myself maybe tomorrow i could do a bit more but you know i'm not putting all that pressure on ourselves um and then in the evening we we're very lucky we have a home sauna so i go in there and i try to do a little bit of meditating while i'm having a sauna
0: that's good now we are going to go to a short break see you the other side hello this is Gemma from easy yoga and i wanted to talk to you about the easy yoga on demand yoga classes now transform the way you start and set the tone for your days come and join the easy yoga on demand yoga classes where you will be able to stretch your yoga practice calm your mind and feel totally amazing in the process another collection of flows meditations and mindfulness movements focus on strength and flexibility to help you hit the ground running each morning and to handle any challenges that come your way with grace and ease because we always have challenges every single day we have challenges So together we wake up the body, focus on the mind and take each day with power and intention. And you can leave this platform feeling calm, relaxed, connected, alive and most of all focused on you. And there are so many different classes, there's over 260 classes now all taught by me. There are how-tos, so how to do downward dog, how to do tree pose, how to Do a certain yoga pose. There's also yoga for, so yoga for headaches, yoga for shoulder pain, yoga for backache, yoga for stomach ache, lots of different things like that. There are over, I think now, 15 meditations. So you can feel calm and you can relax. There are lots of other ones. So we've got Hatha Yoga, we've got Vinyasa, we've got Office Yoga, Chair Poses. There are so, so many different ones on there. So go and have a look. It is free for seven days and then it's just £7 a month after that. And The website is easyyoga.co.uk forward slash access now 100% free. That's easyyoga.co.uk forward slash access now now 100% free and it's free for seven days and then it's seven pounds a month after that yeah because also that's really good for your muscles your everything around you. but I know it, it, it's nice in that sun isn't it because you have the heat and I mean for me as a mom you know
1: pre-kids yeah. I, you know how it is pre-kids you get up and you're having your coffee and then you meditate yeah. and then you know after kids the reality has just changed so I yes. mean even being mindful as i'm doing things with my son in the morning like changing his diaper getting him ready like there's there's like informal mindfulness practices that we can do as moms and i think that is a really positive way to look at it because yeah i don't have the luxury of time that i had had in the morning yeah. before i had children yeah. um but, but i think and and then once they're older you know there's i have a lot of friends who are t- teaching their children meditation um so once he's a little bit older we're already kind of teaching him now when he gets upset to to breathe like use deep breathing um but he's you know he's he's just about to turn two so he's a little bit young for meditation but you can start teaching them or they can start looking at us when we're meditating and see oh wow mummy mummy looks calmer now
0: definitely and i bring that into my children as well mine are um eight and five and I think Brianna, she's five. She had, well, they were arguing the other day and she came up in a real strop. And I was like, right, okay, look at me, hold my hands, look into my eyes, and we'll do some breathing. And then I think we just got one breath and then she started, um, smiling and laughing because yeah. I think she'd already then come out of it so they yeah. I think we can learn a lot from kids as well because they live in the moment and we are constantly yeah. worrying about the future or worrying about what someone said about us and we actually need to let go like we need to unlearn a lot of things and and I think absolutely are they're amazing at what they do
1: it's, it's incredible exactly and I think you know a lot of my patients who struggle with chronic health conditions, they have even, they have even more of a challenge, you know, being, being in the parenting role too, because they have, they're dealing with their internal physical pain or their emotional pain, and then trying to, you know, to, to go on their own healing journey and then be there as a parent and be present as a parent. It's very challenging, but these are the tools that can help us. So, um, like a lot of my patients say that medical cannabis has made them a better parent. Um, because, and just like meditation has made them a better parent because they feel better and they're in less pain. So they're able to connect with their children more. So um, yeah, I think it's it's how we can help other people to to live their best lives, um, remove all the guilt from parenting, which is a constant, it's a constant challenge, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. um, but it's, I, I think that's always my goal to, to, to parents as guilt-free as possible.
0: Yes, definitely. And also with the cannabis or the CBD, Is it more of a placebo effect or is it actually like scientifically proven? Wow.
1: No, it's it's not a it's not a placebo. So it, yeah, it's very well proven, um, the effects. So for example, um, for my mental health indications for my patients in my clinic, we would use the really high CBD, low THC product, but a little bit more of the THC than you would get in say a, a high street shop over the counter CBD. Um, so it has effects on the stress system in the brain. It helps reduce anxiety. It can help us sleep um, and it can help with inflammation. And so my patients who have autoimmune disorders, for example. Um, but I see a lot of people who have treatment resistant anxiety and depression and chronic fatigue. So I use it a lot of my chronic fatigue patients, long COVID patients. Um, it's not a cure, but it's a very effective treatment. Um, and then for my chronic pain patients, they're often already on a lot of heavy medication that's causing a lot of side effects. They might not be working very well for them. So sometimes they wanna come off those medications, but they can't come off those medications with nothing because they have bad chronic pain. Um, And the reasons behind their pain are not going to get better from a physical perspective. Um, You know, they might have degenerative changes in their, in their spine or in hips or in a joint or, you know, that sort of thing. So Um, That's where we use medical cannabis with a bit more THC, Um, but not, you know, we, the goal is to obviously make people never feel impaired or, you know, altered or high, but you're using it for that pain relieving effect. And it's, it's really very effective. Um, And then once you get people in less pain and they're sleeping better, their mood improves, their energy improves because when you're in pain all the time, it, it actually creates what's called central fatigue, brain fatigue, um, and then other areas of their life just get better. Like their marriages improve. Their their, their parenting ability improves.
0: Because they're not stressed out or they're not anxious. And they're, and not, they're not, not in pain. Yeah, thinking that they yeah. are. Oh, that's incredible. And yeah. how, if someone was new to like meditation, how would you say do it? Like, would you do it five minutes or an hour every day? Or what? what was
1: there's different schools of thought. I mean, I, I there's there's two ways you can do it. If you're in a position, a very lucky position, where you can go away on a retreat and you can learn a style of meditation that you're drawn to. And I always say whatever style of meditation you're drawn to is going to probably work best for you. Um, That is a nice way to do it because you get that immersion in an environment that is completely focused and um, you don't have any distraction. But if you're if you're a parent, especially with young children, that's really difficult to do. So um, that's most of my patients. So in those cases, or you can't get off work for a week, you just can't go run off to a retreat center. Um, then I I always say starting with one minute, and then three minutes, and then five minutes. And even if you only get up to five minutes a day, um, I'd like to get people up to twenty minutes a day in in kind of the induction phase over a period of about four weeks if i can and then maintain that um but then after like say they get used to their practice for another you know month i do it kind of a month-long blocks then if they have to go back to doing five minutes in the morning five minutes maybe in the evening if they can then you're still getting the benefits um you, it just might take longer so and if you can only do five minutes a day like a lot of times these days i only do five minutes a day yeah. um and and you're still getting the benefits, it might just take longer to see the results. And that's what the research shows too. I mean, ideally, 20 minutes for eight weeks, that's a lot of the research is showing that's when the brain changes can really be seen. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't work if you do less time. It's just, you know, we live in the real world. Because um, I think what happens for my patients anyways, I, I don't know about, I, I'd be curious to see what your clients are like, but they feel like if they can't meditate for half an hour or an hour then oh just oh just you know just just screw it then it's not yeah. worth doing it all and they just throw the baby out with the bath water and then then they're not doing it at all yeah, um, so, true. so yeah
0: yeah I think a lot of the time as well you you tend to think or you, you've set a goal that is too Big, yes, it's great, but then you're not using those little steps and then you just think, right, I'm gonna meditate for an hour. You do it once, and then that's it. And you're like, right, okay, well, I can't do that for an hour tomorrow because I'm doing this and this and this. And then you just give up. But yeah, little and often is a lot better.
1: <laughs> little and often, exactly. And I've also had patients over the years who had a really um a sitting meditation practice for an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening, but in between those periods they weren't connecting their meditation practice to their daily life. So they were actually finding life very, very stressful. And they were basically like, until they got to the end of the day, they were just kind of holding on to, okay, I get to look forward to my meditation hour, which is great in the fact that meditation is so, so helpful for them, but incorporating it a little bit more into like um, informal practices throughout the day was one of the techniques I helped them do. So they can kind of not feel like they have to meditate for an hour, twice a day in order to feel calm
0: yeah yeah definitely and what are the biggest barriers to starting and keeping up a mind body practice and like how would you overcome these barriers
1: for my my patients my clients over the years i think the biggest um barrier is thinking that they're not doing it right so there's confusion i call it like meditation confusion um and what what i always say is if you're sitting and doing any form of mind-body practice, even if it's just bringing your attention to your breath, or if bringing your attention to your breath makes you feel anxious, you can choose a point of focus on the wall. You can po- focus on your tip of your nose, like whatever it is, that is enough. You are doing it right. So doing it at all is doing it right. Um, and then of course, as you get more advanced in your practice, of course, you're gonna you know, uh, refine your technique. You might find, for example, that mindfulness, um, Helps with some of your symptoms, but it might not help if you're really depressed. Sometimes um, you need something that more, that's more stimulating in the morning, so like a moving meditation or a breath work. Um, so you can refine things over time. But I think the biggest barrier again is this confusion of I don't want to do it at all because I'm good. I don't know if I'm doing it right. So yeah. That's the main thing. So YouTube videos are great. And also, if you're really not sure if, if you're doing it right, and you want some guidance, finding an in-person class, at least to start, is also sometimes a good idea.
0: Yeah. And a couple of my clients have got like ME or they are really, yeah. really struggling with their body. And yeah. then they then feel that they can't go to a yoga class because of the fatigue that they're going to find. So would CBT help with that?
1: CBT. Um, CBD. So yeah, so medical cannabis can help with chronic fatigue. What I do, one of the my favorite meditations for uh, my patients suffering with chronic fatigue of, of any variety, because you can get chronic fatigue from chronic pain. You can have chronic fatigue from ME, from a viral trigger, chronic fatigue from long COVID, chronic fatigue from anxiety that's been going on. Um, so regardless of the cause, um, yoga nidra is one of my favorite mind-body practices oh that they can God. do at home. Yeah. So, so I, we have some recordings that I'm actually um, I'm actually redoing them now because they're kind of a little bit old now to redo this, redo the sound quality. And then um, I just give them a recorded practice that my husband does because he's a, a trained clinical hypnotherapist. So he records a mm-hmm. uh, yoga nidra. Yeah. For them, or that you can find these on YouTube too, for anyone who's looking, you can just type in yoga nidra meditation that'll come up and I just get them to lie down and do it. And the reason I love it for chronic fatigue is because it's it's a real, um, it's a really relaxing type of mind-body practice that doesn't use a lot of mental effort. Some other forms of meditation use more mental effort and people with chronic fatigue just do not have the the mental energy to do them. Um, and then oftentimes patients will fall asleep during nature, which is fine. Um, and they find that it rejuvenates them a little bit too.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, because I think a lot of the time, you are so busy in your body, your mind, your work, everything that you actually forget to be calm and just stay still for even five minutes.
1: Yeah, I, and I, I, I agree completely. When I'm, you know, going through a, a cold or a viral illness or I'm under the weather, I always myself, I always go back to yoga nidra as well. I just, I love it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And when you are doing like dealing with parent oh I don't know like mom guilt and things like that can you build that into your daily life as in like just when you're cooking or something like that could you bring in a couple of meditations two or three minutes meditations absolutely
1: I I think so I mean I think that's what's what it's all about you know I think a lot of parenting is um a lot of mindfulness practices are probably the easiest but you could do anything. You could you could do a chant while you're cooking if you're into chanting. Or I mean, whatever it is. Like I have patients who are really into chanting, and they find that that is a really nice mind body practice. Um, I I like to put on music and and have a little dance with River. So I put on my ecstatic dance music at home, and we just have a little a little dance time. That can be a mind body practice. Um, it, it's it's I think it's whatever works for you and your family, and just feeling like that's good enough, and then you can. Add on things when you have more capacity.
0: Yeah, definitely. And what are two things to sum up today's conversation? (laughs) Oh, so
1: I think... Well, I think in terms of what is best to, as a parent, to support your your energy levels and stress, um, I would say a combination of probably um, cannabis medicines and meditation is a really great combination. And um, CBD, you can get it on the over the counter now if you want to start there, um, and just check it out and it just take some and then sit down and do a five minute meditation and see just see how it makes you feel. Do your own, be your own, um, your your own scientist.
0: Yeah, perfect. And where can we find you? What's your website or your social media channels?
1: So you can find me online. Um, I'm resilience.clinic. Um, and there you can find uh, you can take a resilience assessment. We have a lot of free tools and resources. And if you are if you did want to come see me as a patient, there's also a link to to see me as a patient there too.
0: Oh, thank you. Oh, thanks so much. I've learned so much about, yeah, cannabis and meditation and how it can help you. And it's incredible. Thank you for coming on.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for
0: having me. That's all right. Yeah, we'll definitely catch up again soon. I'd love that. (laughs) Oh, so as always, I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode. So please leave a comment or tag me on social media using at Yogi Gemma. I'm always so grateful to hear your thoughts. And thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode. I will be back next week with another one, another fun episode for you guys to listen to. And also please leave a review on iTunes or like and subscribe to this podcast because it really means the world to me. So thank Thank you, thank you, thank you so much and I will see you very soon.